This episode is sponsored by Manscaped and by HelloFresh. 2020 was terrible. For the last several years, at the end of December, we like to finish things up with a worst of the year or worst people of the year sort of video. But 2020 was so thoroughly, shockingly bad that all those previous year's videos feel quaint by comparison. Everything we've done for the last decade has led us to this point. The universe is really trying us, specifically, trying to push us over the edge. And they're getting real close. Uh, a list of everything wrong with 2020 would just be a recap of 2020. Just going day by day. So, I, I mean, I guess let's just try and do that. Yeah, now you might remember the year being okay for at least a short while at the very beginning. But no, literally the first couple days of 2020 included Australia experiencing some of the most hor horrifying wildfires that country has ever seen. And the U.S. assassinating an Iranian general and coming danger dangerously close to actually going to war. And we might see a repeat of that within yeah. the next couple of weeks. Uh, it really Ooh. seems like Trump's trying to start something with Iran right now. Uh, meanwhile, the real star of 2020, SARS-CoV-2, the virus better known as COVID-19, that was already spreading around China relatively undetected. Yeah. Uh, it eventually landed on our radar at the end of January. And before then, President Trump was impeached. That happened. Lots happened, yeah. okay? Oh, and then here's a little cherry on top of the beginning of 2020. Fucking Kobe Bryant died in a helicopter crash along with his daughter and several other people. Yeah, that was just in the first couple weeks. Yeah. So, yeah, pretty rocky start to the year, but... At the time, the idea that the new novel virus spreading around Wuhan, China, would end up being a global pandemic affecting us in any way seemed absurd. Yeah. This is just another variation of SARS or MERS. It's a little bit alarming, but it's nothing to lose sleep over. And even if, and it's a big if, the virus managed to make its way into the United States, well, we are the wealthiest nation on Earth. We're home to the world's top scientists. What could happen? We got this. Of course, yeah, in hindsight... Extremely naive way of looking at it. Um, uh, watching our videos from around the time, I'm just like, man. We really man. didn't have any fucking idea what was about to happen. You sweet summer child. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it should have been clear from the jump that Americans' toxic individualism, bad leadership, anti-intellectualism, and just penchant for conspiracy theories made us pretty much a petri dish for this virus to run wild. And run wild it did. I and is. Yeah, still to this day. Yeah. Wild, huh? I just want to, I remember two specific things about the Kobe Bryant thing. One was the, like, the video before he died. Randomly. It's oh, not like yeah. you do it all the time. You did a fucking Kobe. Yeah, I did a, ooh, Kobe. And uh, I, I, yeah, so. And also, I was at the happiest place on earth when it happened, and it turned into the saddest place on earth. I was at oh, Disneyland, yeah, and everyone was around me was crying at yeah. Disneyland, and I was like, wow, life doesn't get much more sad than this. Yeah, and then looming on the horizon was COVID-19. Uh, anyways, back to, back to COVID-19. Uh, in fact, before the virus was even anything worth worrying about for your average American, the usual suspects like Alex Jones and Jim Backer were slinging bullshit health products that kill the virus. Use our silver toothpaste. <laughs> and Facebook was full of totally baseless conspiracies about how the virus was somehow caused by 5G and was intentionally released by China. That 5G thing still permeates the landscape. Oh, yeah. And Looks like it had something to do with the bombing in Nashville uh, recently. Oh, yeah, that's that shit happening this week. What a, yeah. what a year. Uh, and the response from many in our government was much more about hostility towards China than actually preparing for the worst. And gradually, the virus makes its way to the U.S., mainly via New York City, Seattle, and San Francisco. Yeah, which are our biggest, you know, 
international ports. Yeah. Makes sense. Around mid-February, as the numbers start shooting up in Europe, uh, big international events outside the U.S. start getting canceled or postponed. Because, yeah, having people from all around the world gather close together indoors, it's how the virus spreads. So a lot of these big conferences start, start shutting down as a precaution. But in the U.S., at this point, we still have the false sense that things are okay and under control, mainly thanks to the fact that it's extremely difficult to actually test for the virus early on. There simply aren't enough tests, and our government isn't doing much to fix that. So it's like, yeah, we got a few cases here or there, but seems seems like we're doing fine, folks. Yeah. In early March, though, it's impossible to deny that the virus has spread not only to the U.S., but basically every country on Earth. Italy is the new epicenter for the virus, and the WHO officially classifies it as a pandemic. One by one, big events like E3, Coachella, and South by Southwest, boom, cancel. Over in Australia, it becomes impossible to wipe your ass because everyone is buying up as much toilet paper as possible and just hoarding, hoarding it. Now, why toilet paper? Who knows? But surely that same silliness won't make its way here. Yeah, look at these silly Australians with their wildfires and their toilet paper hoarding. Not, <laughs> not, couldn't be us. Couldn't be us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, March 11th, 2020, that is the specific day where shit finally got real. In one single day, Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson tested positive for the virus. Uh, then the NBA canceled its entire season when Rudy Gobert tested positive after publicly just making fun of the disease by intentionally rubbing his hands all over a bunch of microphones. And by the end of the day, Donald Trump has restricted all travel from Europe. Uh, within the next couple days after that, big cities like New York and L.A. issued shelter-in-place orders. But in other parts of the country, it's just business as usual, especially in Florida and other such places where college students like to go for spring break. I remember those early days. Uh, there was very little traffic on the road, and me and Elliot had to ride around with printed-out uh, pieces of yeah. paper that said that we were an essential business. It says here, podcasting. Podcasters. <laughs> Anyway, sure enough, hoarding and price gouging of toilet paper, hand sanitizer, and personal protective equipment begins immediately. Medical staff and hospitals are having to wear trash bags and ski goggles and reuse the few gloves and masks that they have lying around. And guess what? Not enough ventilators. Now, March was a crazy month that felt a lot longer than it actually was. So it's absolutely wild to look back and realize that it was March 19th, just eight days after shit got real, that Gal Gadot and her Hollywood friends got so bored at home in their mansions that they just had to bless us all with their presence in a video in which they all take turns singing John Lennon's Imagine. Very badly, too. What was the purpose of this? We still don't know. Yeah. It's one of life's new greatest mysteries. Listen, America, I know things are getting tough out there, but we just wanted to let you know that the celebs were still... We're still here, folks. It's going to be two decades from now, and the Unresolved Mysteries subreddit still won't have figured yeah. this out. Yeah. Like, I, and, I mean... They, Eight days in! She did come out later and be like, yeah, that was probably not the smartest thing to do. But I, st I still want to know the actual timeline of, like, you know, the phone conversations. Like, hey, I've got this idea. Like, sounds great. I'll also join in in singing this song for everyone. Bring some cheer. Back when I was working in the IDF, we used to sing each other songs <laughs> to cheer each other up. Uh, anyway, then comes the biggest event cancellation yet. The 2020 Tokyo Olympics gets pushed back an entire year. Pretty unusual. So it's very clear at this point that we are going to be dealing with this virus for a long time. But on March 23rd, less than two weeks after shit got real, Donald Trump's already saying it's time to chill out with all these coronavirus restrictions. Calm down. And then the next day he says that he hopes this is all going to be over by Easter because he really wants to see those churches packed. We can't let the virus win. Yeah. Uh, a few days after that, uh, the CARES Act, 
gets passed, which it does temporarily increase unemployment payments and provides most Americans with a one-time $1,200 stimulus check, which is good. Uh, it also, though, provided way more money to pretty much any company that asked for it. Like, no questions asked. And even, like, huge companies that all ended up laying off tons of their workforce anyway. Yeah, it... <laughs> they just pocketed it. The PPP loan uh, thing was just a catastrophe. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't want to see any of these fuckers, like, criticizing, like, oh, how are we going to pay for it? We, oh, we can't just, we can't just you, throw money They gave away free money yeah, to, <laughs> like, thousands upon thousands of businesses. They gave away billions of dollars Ugh. to businesses, no strings attached, mm -hmm. and they didn't use it for what they were supposed to. Yeah, record unemployment, yeah. Uh, businesses still going under, it was wild. Now, by the end of March, the U.S. leads the world in confirmed cases, though the number, 81,000, that feels absolutely tiny in hindsight. Mm, cute. We're at over 19 million currently. And the total U.S. COVID-19 deaths at the end of March officially surpass the number of people killed in the 9-11 attacks, which is, again, very quaint considering there's been multiple days in the past few weeks with more COVID deaths than 9-11. Days yeah. with more COVID deaths. Now, around this time is also when Boris Johnson gets the virus, becoming the first major world leader to get it. Yeah, and uh, with him, it was pretty touch and go there for a while. He, he, I think they did have to uh, intubate him on a ventilator. Yeah. And uh, yeah, in early April is when we start hearing about that hot new drug that's going to fix this whole thing. No problem. Get America back to work. That drug, hydroxychloroquine, baby. Uh, some research papers with some very shaky science, which most actual scientists were very critical of. Uh, started getting passed around and hyped up by non-scientists. And pretty much immediately, the Fox News crowd, they're all about it, followed by the president himself. Uh, it became very clear by just the end of that month through actual research that hydroxychloroquine definitely is not the magic cure that some hoped it would be and might actually be pretty harmful in some cases. But the debate over hydroxychloroquine continued for several more months until people just eventually forgot about it. Yeah, and uh, meanwhile, everyone with lupus was screaming, please, no, <laughs> yeah. I need this to live. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, yeah, just prov proves the point that uh, you know, a lot of people that are, you, you know, a bit older and watch Fox News are just seemingly convinced by miracle cures all the time. Yeah. Regardless if it's for a virus or if they should buy silver and get rich. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> April, by the way, is also when we got the president suggesting at a press conference that the solution to all this trouble might be to inject disinfectant into people's bodies. <laughs> mm, I don't know. Have we tried it? Yeah. <laughs> it might work. And you can see in the, like... The coverage of it, the videos and photos that he literally, you, you see the he's moment, the moment the idea enters his head because he's looking at a chart and it's saying like disinfectant kills the virus. And he's like, wait, so why don't we just inject disinfectant inside of people's bodies? We should get that school teacher that can shrink herself down yeah. and go, send her through everyone's bodies to clean it all up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, anyways, uh, th this whole coverage got twisted into the president wants you to drink bleach. And Trump supporters love to point out that the president never said that you should drink bleach. But he definitely said that injecting disinfectant might be the cure, which was very stupid and insane, even for him. Meanwhile, though, the people actually treating the virus are still short on PPE, and the U.S. government makes acquiring it even more difficult than it already is by intercepting shipments of masks and gloves and forcing hospitals and states to compete with each other and arrange meetings with suppliers that feel like drug deals. Meanwhile, the federal government has a huge stockpile of equipment specifically for this exact kind of emergency, but they were real stingy about actually getting it where it needed to go. Yeah, Jared Kushner at one point, he's like, yeah, well, this is the federal stockpile. It's not for the state. And people are like, what do you think 
this country this country is for a me and my, my wife and, yeah. and her father. And, oh my god! Uh, by the middle of April, states like Florida, Georgia, and Texas they just start they start giving up on actually slowing the spread of the virus. The economy is more important than public health, so uh, yeah, that's what happened. Uh, outside of the major coastal urban centers, the attitude is basically, uh, well, we tried nothing, it didn't work, so time to just pretend everything's normal and carry on. And uh, yeah, some of the worst offenders early on were just completely ignoring the virus and treating any efforts to do anything about it as tyranny uh, and encouraging the, all of their followers to feel the same way about it were evangelical Christians. Oh, I'm surprised. Uh, Hobby Lobby. Uh, they refused to close their stores. They even illegally kept a few stores open in places where they were specifically forced to close because the company's founder's wife got a message from God saying to do that. So Was that the message that she got after God told her to steal all those precious religious artifacts from the Middle East? Yes. Oh, okay. I was just getting my timeline screwed up. Uh, and then Liberty University, the uh, evangelical college, uh, featuring uh, that a guy we'll talk about a little bit later, uh, Jerry Fall Jr. Uh, Liberty University, they told their kids to come on back from spring break. Come back to school. Yeah. Nothing to worry about. We are bathed in Christ's blood. And like Elliot said, that was the beginning of their problems. <laughs> uh, megachurch pastors like Rodney Howard Brown, Tony Spell, and Jonathan Shuttlesworth seemed dead set on making their services super spreader events and defied official orders to not hold church services. Rodney Howard Brown and Tony Spell even got arrested and treated the whole thing like they were being persecuted for their religious beliefs. Uh, conservative Christians in America heard Donald Trump say he wanted to see the pews packed on Easter. So, baby, that's exactly what they did. Now, this clip right here pretty much sums it all up. Can I ask you about your decision to go to church to be inside that building? I wouldn't be anywhere else. Aren't you concerned you could infect other people if you get sick inside? No. People who don't go to this no. church. No. I'm covered in Jesus' blood. I'm covered in Jesus' well, blood. But other people who don't go to this church who you might encounter? All of these people go to this church. No, but you're going to be in places where other people I go are. to the grocery store every day. I'm in Walmart, what? Home Depot, all of those people. But you people. could get them sick from what happens They the could church. get me sick, but they're not because I'm covered in his blood. Thank you very much. Yeah, cool. But it wasn't just evangelicals who treated the virus as if it were a personal inconvenience targeted specifically at them. Elon Musk spent the first few months of the pandemic just being constantly wrong about everything. The coronavirus panic is dumb. Based on current trends, probably close to zero new cases in the U.S. by the end of April. Maybe worth considering chloroquine for COVID-19. Just hit after hit. Uh, at one point, people on Twitter started asking him if he'd maybe consider using his uh, manufacturing plants to make ventilators. And he replied that he would do it if there was a shortage. I mean, this was at a time when you could not look at the news for more than a few minutes without hearing about how there was, in fact, a serious ventilator shortage. Um, but I guess Elon missed, missed that. Yeah, and after everyone on Twitter yelled at him that, yes, Elon, there is a fucking shortage, Musk provided some ventilators to some hospitals, except he didn't actually manufacture them, and they weren't actually ventilators. They were CPAP and BiPAP machines that he purchased and put a Tesla sticker onto the box of. And it turns out you can't actually use those machines on COVID patients because they just spray infected air all over the place. And to underline just how much Elon Musk really didn't give a fuck about any of this, by the end of April, he went on a personal crusade against the county where one of his Tesla factories is located, choosing to keep the factory open despite being ordered to temporary, temporarily close it. And he won! Yeah. He threw a tantrum and he got what he wanted. And guess what? Overall, he had a fucking great year. He did. He had a, he became uh, like the second richest person on earth yeah. by the end of this year. Yeah. <sighs> the COVID bullshit went on all year, though, and it culminated in Elon himself getting sick while insisting that the testing kits must be wrong. Yeah. yeah. He just kept taking the test until there was some shred of proof that yeah. something was inaccurate. Yeah. 
Yeah. Anyway, in addition to COVID, this year was terrible in multiple ways. Yeah. Uh, in March, Breonna Taylor was killed in her home by police. In May, a video went viral of a woman calling 911 accusing a black man of threatening her life when he'd simply asked her to leash her dog. And actually, on that exact same day as that incident, George Floyd was killed by Minneapolis police when an officer placed his knee on Floyd's neck for nearly nine minutes straight. Wow. Turns out people need their necks to breathe. Mm. Uh, America's always had a huge racism problem. And a big police brutality problem on top of that. But the last few years with the rise of social media and mobile phone cameras has made it all a lot harder to ignore. Yeah. So it all boiled over at the end of May with massive protests and riots in Minneapolis that spread pretty much everywhere and lasted for much of the summer. And police responded to these protests about police brutality by absolutely brutalizing anyone unlucky enough to be in their path. Police and their supporters framed what they were doing as riot suppression, but in most cases, things were perfectly peaceful until cops started firing off tear gas and non-lethal rounds. A popular tactic was known as kettling, where cops would surround crowds and force protesters tighter and tighter together, then tell them they have until a certain time to disperse. Uh, then they would beat the shit out of everyone because they'd actually made it impossible for anyone to actually disperse. Yeah, and yet there's a lot of videos where you see this happen in real time. It's like... Within five minutes, it goes from being a very peaceful rally of just people marching in the streets to just utter chaos mm -hmm. caused 100% by the actions of the police. Yes. Anyway, there was an absolutely insane amount of footage showing the police brutality of these protests. It was all over social media. Uh, people who were clearly identified as journalists on the scene were often among those attacked by the cops. And some of the craziest footage was taken by foreign reporters on the scene who may as well have been reporting from a war zone in the Middle East. It was surreal. It's yes. just like, God, this is embarrassing. The entire world is watching this right now. Uh, we dedicated multiple episodes at the time to mostly just showing compilations of this footage. Uh, and there's still places like the r slash 2020 police brutality subreddit that have continued to document police brutality incidents since the protests. It never ends. Remember when they knocked over that poor old man? That Yeah, that one was like... That was one of the most fucked up things. Because, yeah, this old man, just no threat whatsoever. And the police shove him to the ground. His skull cracks open. He's bleeding. I mean, I, apparently he's he, he managed to recover. Yeah. But that was fucked up. But for a huge chunk of the country whose entire worldview is through the lens of Fox News and subsequently One American News and yeah. Newsmax now, the cops are just doing their job stopping rioters and looters. And for these people, the threat to private property that these protests posed was a far bigger concern than the issues of racism in America and police brutality. And at a protest in Kenosha, Wisconsin, following yet another shocking police shooting, a teenager from Illinois named Kyle Rittenhouse decided to cross state lines to go defend local businesses with an AR-15 and ended up killing two people and injuring another. For half the country, this kid is a hero. And for the other half, he's the perfect example of so much that's wrong with the United States. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. That that trial, that's we got that to look forward to in 2021, baby. It's just never ends. <sighs> Anyways, we got a lot more of this very terrible year to talk about, but we do need to take a, a break right now to tell you about uh, our sponsors, starting with Manscaped, the only brand dedicated to below-the-waist grooming and hygiene products. And great news to our international viewers, Manscaped products are now available across Europe, Canada, and Australia. You've probably heard us talk about Manscaped a bunch before, but they've got the best products for your balls, butt, and body. Their flagship product, the Lawnmower 3.0, is a fantastic trimmer for your sensitive areas, and it offers a replaceable ceramic blade with advanced skin safe technology that helps reduce grooming accidents. Then there's the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer to get rid of those nasty little hairs and those tricky little holes. 
Uh, Manscaped also makes a bunch of great topical products like the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, which has a name that speaks for itself. Uh, the Crop Reviver Ball Toner, it's a spray-on toner to give your balls a little slice of heaven with aloe vera and hazel extracts. The Crop Cleanser Body Wash is a full body wash that can also use, uh, you can use it on your hair. The Crop Mop Ball Wipes, ensure that you're always prepared for when opportunity strikes. And the Foot Duster Foot Deodorant is designed to keep the stankiest feet smelling fresh. And for the hands, the Shears 2.0 kit has all the tools you'll need to keep your nails short and clean. All of Manscaped's formulations are vegan, cruelty-free, dye-free, sulfate-free, and paraben-free, so you know their products are legit. And our viewers can get 20% off plus free shipping by going to manscaped.com slash weirdnews. Again, that's 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com slash weirdnews. Thank this, you, Manscaped. Yeah, and this episode is also sponsored by HelloFresh. Get fresh pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door with HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh lets you skip those trips to the grocery store and makes home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. HelloFresh is easy and stress-free. The recipes are easy to follow with simple steps and pictures to guide you along the way. HelloFresh, it cuts out the stressful meal planning and grocery store trips so that you can enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in about 30 minutes. And HelloFresh is flexible for your lifestyle. Easily change your delivery days or meal plan preferences. Skip a week whenever you need right in the app. And depending on your appetite, you can keep your fridge stocked by adding extra meals, proteins, quick meals like breakfast on the go or 10-minute lunches, and even desserts to satisfy that sweet tooth. Yeah, we both love it very much. I, I think both of us are now on the uh, the routine of getting like whatever the fastest meal to do is. Yeah. Because they have meals that you can do in like 15, 20 minutes. The one of hot wonders. Yeah, they're, they're so great. And it's like after, look, we're going to take some time off after this video. But after the fucking year we've had, yeah. just being able to cook something up in 15 minutes saves the day. Yeah, something quick, easy, and delicious. Yeah, I love all of their Asian rice stuff. Firecracker meatballs, yes. the bibimbap bowls, like all fantastic. Mm -hmm. So go to HelloFresh.com slash 80WeeklyWeird and use code 80WeeklyWeird to get $80 off, including free shipping. Again, that is $80 off, including free shipping by going to HelloFresh.com slash 80WeeklyWeird and using code 80WeeklyWeird. All right, now back to our very terrible year, and specifically the coronavirus. So by summer, seemingly no one with any real power gave a shit about doing anything about the virus, despite the fact that elsewhere, in places like New Zealand and Vietnam, they had already successfully beaten the virus by actually doing what needed to be done, which is uh, just pay everyone to stay at home as much as humanly possible and vigilantly trace the spread of the virus. We still don't have proper contact tracing here in the United yeah. States. Someone and gets sick and it's just like, well... Hope you didn't talk to anyone in the process. It's like it's like going and getting your mail and tossing it into a pile for 30 years and then yeah. being like, well, I should probably get around to organizing that. Yeah. It's impossible. But yeah, I mean, you look at these countries, the, the proven solution is right there. They, mm -hmm. they beat the virus. Just do what those countries did. But yeah. no, we're going to focus on the real issues. Like, uh, I don't know, trying to shut down that TikTok, <laughs> TikTok app that all the teens use. That's more important. Yeah. Um, anyway, by the middle of summer, major Republican figures like Mitch McConnell and Mike Pence started actually telling people to wear masks. All right, fine. But by then it was too late. The damage was done. People had already made refusing to wear a mask their entire personality. There was just endless videos of people going to stores and having tantrums and going to city council meetings and just being fucking dumb. Yeah, yeah, not that it hasn't stopped, but there has been less uh, of, a, of a sheer amount of Karen videos, specifically mass Karen videos, which is yeah. good, I guess. I guess. Uh, anyways, in addition to COVID-19 and civil unrest, this was also an election year oh. on top of everything else, which by itself would have already made 2020 unbearable. But on top of everything else, it was truly awful. 
For a brief moment at the beginning of the year, it seemed like the United States might actually end up electing a guy willing to implement the kinds of basic social democrat policies found in most of the rest of the civilized world. Like, I don't know, universal health care, government subsidized college education, stuff like that. You know, that every other country has. But then after Bernie absolutely kicked everyone else's ass in Nevada, most of the other candidates in the Democratic primary dropped out and just endorsed Joe Biden, of all people. Out of everyone that was available, Joe Biden was the pick? And despite the results of Super Tuesday being still fairly close, the mainstream media basically called the entire primary for Joe Biden. Eventually, after a few more primaries that were held in person, despite there being a fucking pandemic, Bernie dropped out and Joe Biden was the nominee. Yay. One of the last things I did with my freedom before the pandemic was go to a Bernie rally in uh, Massachusetts. Yeah. There was like a good week there where I was very optimistic. Yeah. And yeah, not getting that back again. Anyway, Joe Biden, to his credit, ran the rest of his entire campaign virtually. Sponsored by Jeep. (laughs) But but, uh, Trump went ahead and held just dozens of huge in-person rallies, including one that almost definitely got former presidential candidate Herman Cain Killed. Yes. Trump killed Herman Cain. He killed a man. Killed a lot of men. He (laughs) killed a lot of people this year. Killed Herman Cain for sure. Yeah. Um, And because of our piss poor contact tracing, it's impossible to know just how many people got sick or died because of Trump's rallies. But it's definitely not zero. The biggest super spreader event of the year, though, had to be the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally in South Dakota, Mm -hmm. which attracted hundreds of thousands of people from across the country, most of whom just didn't even bother wearing face masks. And I was supposed to be there this year if it wasn't <laughs> yeah. for the virus. Uh, imagine risking your life to go see Smash Mouth and Trapped perform. Yeah. Couldn't be me, but that's what an alarming number of people actually did. Yeah, meanwhile, schools and universities went ahead with in-person learning for the end of summer, and it predictably led to tons of huge outbreaks in, uh, just almost immediately. Yeah. Uh, at one point, the University of Alabama alone had over a 1,000 active cases. Uh, and credit where it's due, a lot of these universities' uh, uh, student journalists were the ones that blew all of this to the mainstream yeah. media because it was being suppressed internally. And shout out to all the student journalists out there who gave the information to the actual news outlets locally yeah. and started printing it in their uh, school's newspapers. Um, when things got really crazy uh, was when Donald Trump himself, along with several of his closest allies and family members, came down with the virus following a party in the White House Rose Garden celebrating the fact that Ruth Bader Ginsburg finally died and that they'd get to appoint yet another conservative Supreme Court justice. That was a wild week and a half. It really was. It's just... the dominoes kept falling. I I didn't sleep. All these fucking people are getting the virus. Like, is Trump going to fucking die? I... (laughs) That was the least amount of sleep over the course of a week and a half that I think I've ever missed in my entire life. Yeah. Anyway, at first glance... You might have thought maybe the president finally seeing firsthand how shitty this virus is might make him finally start taking it more seriously. But, of course, you would be wrong. He's the president. So he, of course, was given literally the best possible treatment in the world, including multiple experimental drugs that are not even available to anyone else. Uh, So he recovered quickly. And all of the super drugs pumping through his veins made him act like a guy on a mix of uppers and steroids. Because he literally was. Yeah, he Uh, he felt the best he'd ever felt in his life. He was fucking zooted. Yeah. Um, So yeah, then he continued holding huge rallies. He danced the YMCA, (laughs) jerking off two dudes at the same time. And uh, in his last handful of rallies, he literally left his supporters out in the cold. Yeah, (laughs) multiple times. (laughs) Just stranded in the middle of like an airfield, just 35 degrees out. I don't know. Figure it out, folks. 
This is America. You're on your own. The election finally happened at the beginning of November, and despite Trump and his allies' efforts to cripple the U.S. Postal Service and paint mail-in voting as inherently prone to fraud, he lost. But at first, it looked like he was going to win, because in-person votes were counted first, then mail-in votes. Uh, we went to sleep on election night thinking Trump had probably won. But over the next few days, his lead in several states shrank as more mail-in votes were counted. And after nearly a week, it reached a point where statisticians finally felt comfortable calling the election for Joe Biden. Now, of course, Trump still hasn't accepted that he lost and continues to insist that the election was stolen from him. So by extension, that's also how the huge chunk of the country that supports him also unconditionally feels. Uh, on the same morning that the major news organizations called the election for Joe Biden, Trump's lawyer Rudy Giuliani had his infamous press conference at Four Seasons Total Landscaping. And Rudy has continued to just embarrass and debase himself at other press conferences, including one where he appeared to be melting. Oh, and then at one point, Rudy got uh, COVID, too. And it's just like, you, you look at the guy and you're like, of course. This, he rubs snot all over his fucking face. Constantly. Multiple videos of him disgusting. Yeah, just the, a, the, the real-life mucinex man. Yeah, the efforts of Rudy Giuliani and uh, other nutjob lawyers like Lynn Wood and Sidney Powell have all fallen completely flat and have been thrown out of the courts for being utterly worthless. Now, for true believers, this would all be solved once the Supreme Court got involved. But when the election did finally make its way to the Supreme Court, they rejected the case immediately. It's, it's over, but it'll never truly be over for Trump and his diehards. Yeah. And Rudy also got caught with his hand in his pants. Oh, God. Yeah, I forgot about Borat. <laughs> what a hell of a year. Mm -hmm. Oh, and also, we haven't even talked about Jacob Wohl yet, what he got up to this year. Uh, well, in short... He got up to steroids. <laughs> <laughs> he got fucking jacked. Yeah. Uh, natural gains, I'm sure. But yeah, I mean, in short, the walls have definitely closed around Jacob Wohl and Jack Berkman. They might actually end up facing some real consequences for the constant bullshit they've been up to for the last several years. Uh, in August, there were a bunch of automated phone calls in multiple states spreading election misinformation, and authorities believe that Wool and Berkman were behind them, and they're facing multiple serious charges that could put them in prison for a long time. Please. Yeah. 2021 might be the year when we finally get to see Jacob Wall in an orange jumpsuit, like we've photoshopped him so many times <laughs> yeah. over the years. In 2020, though, the Jacob Wall saga was most, mostly just weird and pathetic. Jack Berkman's Twitter account, which is almost certainly run by Jacob, well, it was suspended for spreading COVID conspiracy theories. And Jacob himself, he was also banned from Instagram. Mm -hmm. uh, his online presence is now mostly just Telegram, but also OnlyFans, apparently. Uh, he supposedly doesn't actually, po actually post lewds, uh, and it's just pics of him flexing his roided-out muscles along with fitness tips. But we're not about to spend $50 to see for ourselves. We've got Belle Delphine sex tapes to buy. That's right. Uh, yeah, there's so much more that happened in the past year that it would it would be impossible to cover all of it with any real depth. Uh, but let's just run through some of the, the other bullet points real quickly, at least. Uh, we guarantee you've probably completely forgotten about at least some of this. And we might have forgotten about some, too. So please, uh, in the comments, yeah. list the, the things we missed. And the up the upvotes on the comments will say which ones are the most severe. Yeah. Uh, first off, there was a week or so when everyone was convinced that Kim Jong-un was dead <laughs> yeah. and that his sister would be taking over. And then a little while later, he appeared in public perfectly fine. Like, yeah, it was abnormal. That was fucking weird. It was like, yeah. what? I still, I don't know if anyone's ever figured out just, like, what actually happened there. It's like the Imagine video, where it's like, okay, the world is really going through some shit right now. Yeah. Can we just, like, kind of freak everyone out for a little bit yeah. to get their minds off things? Um, I mean, the movie industry basically died. Yeah. Uh, the release of Tenet in theaters, which Christopher Nolan himself insisted on instead of just postponing the release like everyone else, uh, that release did so poorly 
that Warner Brothers announced they would be releasing their entire 2021 schedule to HBO Max, which has infuriated some of their top talent, but it's also like, I mean, what are they going to fucking do? I don't know. And uh, apparently they're off to a real rocky start because Wonder Woman 1984 is terrible. Yeah. Uh, a species of huge, terrifying hornets from Asia, known as murder hornets, somehow ended up in the Pacific Northwest, the same place that COVID started in America. And scientists spent all year trying to track down one of their nests and exterminate them to prevent a honeybee genocide from happening. They did it. And they did get a queen. They're heroes, yeah. yeah. They've, they've, they got multiple queens. They're working on it. It's actually happening. Yeah. Oh my god, I can't believe this one. I forgot! Yeah, I, I, it's crazy that we haven't even mentioned Quibi yet. And we're mentioning it now just as like a footnote, but Quibi was... One of the biggest stories of 20, 2020, I mean, you had this $2 billion streaming video app just clearly doomed to fail from the jump. Inevitably, it fails six months after launching. Just money on fire. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, it turns out while people do, in fact, enjoy short-form video content, they'd much rather just watch YouTube or TikTok than pay $5 a month for yet another streaming service that the content wasn't even that good. Imagine how many uh, vaccines you could have bought for the American people to be distributed for $2 billion. Yeah. Instead, we got Quibi. You could have named that vaccine the Quibi vaccine. Yeah. And that, then released the app. And people, be like, people would have been like, look, do I want to watch a show about a golden arm? No. No. But this, this company saved my life. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and give them the $5. Katzenberg and Whitman, they could have been heroes. Instead. And now they're just going to be in Joe Biden's administration somewhere. Yeah, top talent. Yeah. Um, speaking of TikTok, though, Claudia Conway. The teenage daughter of Kellyanne Conway and George Conway made a name for herself over the summer by ruthlessly shitting on her terrible parents and her mom's terrible boss, the president, for all of America to see just before all of them getting the coronavirus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was great, though. Going from just not knowing that Claudia Conway exists to finding out about her mm -hmm. and just seeing... Teenagers are just the, the most cruel, ruthless... <laughs> People on the face of the earth, and just seeing her. Well, roast even, even before we knew much about her, we both thought it was very strange the relationship between yeah. Kellyanne and her husband George. Yeah, the Lincoln and getting, Project guy. Getting to see through the looking glass yeah. of that relationship through their daughter on TikTok. Truly, America's family. Right. That there. kind of like encapsulates everything with 2020. Yeah. That was wild. Yeah. I hope she's all right. I hope she eventually gets out of there and lives a I think she a, was a on like a, American Idol or some shit. Ugh, whatever. I just hope she doesn't get like hooked on drugs and squander what uh, yeah. the fan base that she's built. Because yeah. she could do great things. She could. Yeah. I hope she does. Mm -hmm. uh, Kanye West ran for president. And it was a total fucking joke to everyone except for Kanye himself. Even the people working for him seemed to be doing it mostly just as a, a weird, unsuccessful <sighs> ploy to hurt Joe Biden. But... I don't even think it actually did that. On the topic of Kanye West, in the year of our Lord, 2020, Kanye West delivered to his wife for her oh birthday. Oh my God, I forgot about that. <laughs> a fucking hologram of her father who yeah. told Kanye West's wife, Kim Kardashian, how great of a husband Kanye was and how much of a genius he was. A dead person who's been dead for a long time. Since the 90s. Yeah, I came believe. back as a hologram to tell uh, her his daughter that she had married a genius. Yeah, that, that was pretty weird. I mean, she liked it, so... Look. Okay. Look. Uh, uh, oh, uh, the port of Beirut exploded due to some horrible, tragic negligence, just leaving a bunch of explosives in a warehouse. Mm -hmm. um, over 200 people died, but like the craziest part was that the entire explosion, the entire event was just caught on 
thousands of cameras. You yeah. can see it from every possible angle. It was like watching like a mini nuclear explosion yeah. in HD. Like you just, was, you just the, don't see explosions like the that. The wedding photo uh, oh, yeah. thing where like it just it's, blows up yeah. around them. But geez, it's just like it's like 4K 60 FPS. Just it was wild. The future sucks. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to see tragedies the likes of which you've never seen in high def. Uh, evangelical leader Jerry Falwell there Jr. of Liberty University was outed as a total weirdo and a literal cuck whose wife is so insatiable that she even sucked off her kids' friends. And the pool boy. Yeah. Yeah. They had a third. Yeah. Um, and yeah. then uh, he, you know... Parted ways of Liberty University, uh, apparently kicking and screaming, uh, and then fell down the stairs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there was a lot going on there. Huh. And I can't wait for the next season of Righteous Gemstones. Yeah. Hopefully soon. Yeah. Uh, California caught on fire as it does every year, but it was uh, even worse this time. I mean, it's even worse every year, but yeah. this time it was, it was also literally caused by a gender reveal party. Yeah, and the thank you. The, this state burned along with the rest of the uh, West Coast for months. Yeah, yeah, it was real bad, and it's, it happens every fucking year. And uh, even if there weren't, if there were no more fires for the next decade, the 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 everything that burned down would still have not recovered. So, yeah, that's fun to look forward to. Uh, the dancing coffin meme featuring funeral pallbearers in Ghana took off at the beginning of the year and was, of course, used quite a lot in reference to various acts of COVID stupidity. Yeah. Uh, so that was a great thing to, like, set us off. That was a nice little coincidence, uh, perfect timing Yeah. for the, uh, the African funeral meme. Yeah. The coffin dance. Anyway, um, another one, almost forgot. Uh, an anonymous outlaw with a jetpack was seen flying over L.A. multiple times, including... Just in the past week, someone finally managed to capture video footage of him, and it's, it's definitely a person flying around with a jetpack. I've got some, I've got some intel from someone named Mira. I won't I won't say anything else. That says that it, it is a mannequin. Yeah, got some insider info. I don't know if it's true or not that it's a mannequin strapped to it as a goof. But who's controlling it? Like a drone, like a drone thing. Uh, that would be funny. So, I don't know if it's true. I choose to believe that it's an actual person flying around like that. Yeah. Well, hopefully we find out in 2021. Mm-hmm. We'll get to the bottom of this. Uh, Trump got outed for basically hating the troops and thinking <laughs> that anyone who dies in combat is a sucker and a loser. And also finally got outed for paying basically no taxes. And despite these two stories being what should have been bombshells for any other president in any other year... They seem to have barely affected the election and were forgotten about within yeah. seven days of each Immediately. Occurrence. Even shorter than that. Just Losers like, and suckers. Yeah. Why would you do that? Seems pretty dumb the, to me. The worst was there was like military people being like, yeah, I don't doubt that he said it, but there's no way I'm voting for Joe Biden. Yeah. Uh, the McCloskeys, they, those people that pointed guns at protesters walking through their neighborhood and looked ridiculous while doing it. Uh, they ended up speaking at the Republican National Convention. Uh, yeah. They've taken on a sort of hero status similar to Kyle Rittenhouse. Uh, yeah. It's just like these people were walking past their house. Literally didn't need to have any interaction. They came out and just caused a scene fucking pointing and guns I at them. I believe they're now under inv- investigation for not paying taxes or something like that. Good. Yeah. Good. Okay, I, haven't, I haven't followed up on that in a while, but I think they're under some kind of financial investigation. Um, the celebs, they refused to learn their lesson from the Imagine video and decided for some reason during the George Floyd protests to release another cringy video in which they took turns saying, I take responsibility over and over again. Yeah, this one was arguably even worse, mm-hmm. I think. It's just like, it, it, utterly meaningless. Yeah. 
I take responsibility. Okay. Nobody asked you. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't fucking about you. Yeah. Step aside. Uh, a bunch of metal monoliths, including this one right here. We got to get rid of this thing somehow. I don't know how to get rid of it. Just leave it in a park somewhere. Okay. Um, hey, yeah, that's the thing is if you leave them somewhere, they disappear. Oh, it's art. Uh, yeah, a bunch of these fucking things started popping up all over the place. Uh, at first, the first one that's in the middle of nowhere in Utah was like, oh, that's pretty interesting. Mysterious. Yeah. Cool. But very quickly, more and more of these things started popping up at like shittier quality. It, it became annoying. Mm -hmm. um, although the most recent one, the uh, gingerbread monolith that popped up on Christmas Day in San Francisco, clever. I love it. I thought that was very funny. Yeah, joyful. Yeah. COVID vaccines finally started rolling out at the very end of the year, but it'll still be another six months to a year before most people are actually vaccinated. And there's plenty of ways for the good old US of A to fuck this up. Yeah. People are going to start cutting lines real soon. Yeah, there's going to be probably some corruption, people uh, people cutting in line. Um, the, you know. the good news, the inspiring thing that I have to say about this is like, you get the people that are most susceptible to it being fatal vaccinated first. Things can and will slowly start going back to normal. Yeah. Which is great. The beginning of the end for the virus. And yeah. everything that I've heard from like fucking Pfizer and all that stuff is they like to like temper expectations. So it might actually move faster than it's supposed to. Yeah. They'd rather hit their mark than miss it. So let's hope so. Yeah. Oh, and uh, remember that $1,200 from the beginning of the pandemic? Hope you saved it. Yeah, that's pretty much all anyone got. Uh, but if you invested it in Tesla back then. Yeah, just think how rich you'd be. Uh, yeah, that's, that $1,200 is all anyone got until the very last possible moment of 2020 when Congress decided to just toss everyone another $600 to cover their costs for the last nine months. And they, yeah, they, they, they haggled all of it down to I'm a deal $600, maker. just fucking worthless. And then Trump's like, I don't know, why not $2,000? And everyone's like, okay, yeah, why not $2,000? Like, well, I did. The GOP's like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, hold on. on. Oh, and finally, how could we leave out Goofy? Goofy. During our election day live stream, we gradually lost our minds. It was like nine hours. Mm -hmm. And a comment from Brandon Winfrey about the state of Texas looking like the Disney character Goofy, it spurred our viewers to gradually assemble an entire map of the United States with a Goofy for each and every state. The goofification of America was one of the few highlights of an otherwise fucking terrible year, and we were just so blessed to have been a part of it. Yeah, it was a very special thing. It's 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 just so fun to see something organically, you know, come to life like mm -hmm. that, and just witness it as it happens. Just all a new goofy every few minutes. Yeah, and I do want to give a shout out to uh, again to the audience for making this year better than it deserved yeah. to be. Uh, our audience raised uh, we raised oh, over fifty thousand yeah. dollars. For the bail project earlier in the year, yeah. uh, we raised, I believe, like ten thousand dollars selling our masks to Feeding America. Yeah. Uh, so we raised uh, like sixty something, and we, we donated a bunch at the beginning to various causes. So I'd say all in, we probably raised sixty-five or seventy thousand dollars for charity this year because of the audience. So thank you. Well done. Yeah. Hopefully, the you know the world changes and everything goes great. Yeah. So we don't need to do any of that anymore. But uh, yeah, probably gonna have to keep doing it. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, there's surely plenty that we missed. Leave anything that we forgot down in the comments. Um, probably won't read those comments anytime soon, though, because we're now officially taking a little holiday break. Bye. It's time to decompress after a year that just mentally fucking destroyed us. Yes. We'll be back in about two weeks, maybe sooner. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's a, it, I, I, I'm thinking about if we could do a live stream for New Year's, but don't count on it. Yeah. I, I, I want to sleep forever. Yeah. No, I don't want to kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that bad. 
Yeah. Uh, but, but I do want to get some sleep. But yeah, hopefully um, you don't miss us too much and we come back. We're feeling fresh and alive in 2021, ready to tackle a whole new year of bullshit uh, with all the energy that we can bring. Um, until then, though, stay safe out there. Uh, thank you for being with us through this fucking god-awful shit show of a year. Yeah. Oh, uh, and, it, uh, in the downtime, we might be streaming on Twitch. So uh, yeah. twitch.tv slash it's Ricky for the win, or ITS Ricky FTW. Uh, uh, twitch.tv slash Elliot ETC. And uh, I don't know, if we get really bored, maybe we'll pop up into a live stream here. Who, yeah, maybe. Don't count on it, though. I'm going to, I, I'm going to do nothing. Yeah. And it's going to be the I'm best thing ever. I'm excited to nothing. It's the first time where I've like been like, all right, taking some time off. I can't even fucking go anywhere. Yeah. I just have to sit at home. Yeah. That's it. Great. Just gamble on sports. Yeah. Hell yeah. All right. We'll see you in 2021. Uh, just look. Next year, there's no way it could be worse, right? Right? Uh, in case you missed it, we did a Tugs this year, uh, Worst of Video yeah. Games Awards. So check that out, and we'll see you guys next year. Yep. Bye. See you then. Bye.